Warning, Deep Fix contains adult content and language. So if you don't touch processed foods, but eat gummy bears, this may not be for you. And now, Deep Fix. And welcome to Deep Fix, where we're getting a fix of all of our favorite obsessions. I'm your host, Jen B. And this season, we've been breaking down the epic Real Housewives of New York City, seasons one through three. And this episode is our final season one of Roni episode, where we're breaking down some bonus footage. Now, let's get our fix. Well, this is our final episode for Roni Season 1, where we're going to be breaking down some of the bonus footage that if you have the DVDs, you can get. And so to put a little bit of background and context on the bonus footage that's available for Season 1, the majority of it surrounds the Blog Awards, which were a BravoTV.com invention, and a short-lived one at that. But you have to go back in time to 2008 when this is being filmed, because at that time, blogs really were becoming a thing. The internet was still a bit of the wild, wild west. And at this time, each housewife was required to do a blog. I believe it was a weekly uh, blog that was after each episode. And they used to be front and center on the website. You could see you could find the Bravo TV uh, blogs of all of their of, of all of their Bravo celebrities. And although it's bonus footage, I will say it's a great representation of each of the ladies. We've got Luann, who's acting very high and mighty, very countessy. We've got Ramona, she's acting a bit crazy and all over the place. And of course, she and Jill are being very catty with each other. We've got Jill, who's not only being rude and catty with Ramona, but she's being very self-serving and very image-concerned. We've got Bethany, who's incredibly cool and business smart. And then we've got Alex, who's quiet and a bit awkward. It really is a great representation of the season one Housewives of New York City. So let's jump right in to our final season one Roni episode and get right into the bonus footage. The Blog Awards open up with the same set as the reunion, which is at the iconic Russian Tea Room in Manhattan. So clearly, this is not something that Bravo spent a ton of cash on. This was clearly just an add-on at the end of the reunion that they shot. They already had the cameras there. The ladies are in the same dresses. It's the same set. They're just talking about the Blog Awards. And it opens with Andy. He explains that this is a watchwhathappenslive.com special with the Real Housewives of New York City. And he's really selling this as something they do for bravotv.com, which, like I said, this is the beginning of it, another prototype moment for Roni. But this was also a very short-lived moment in Bravo history. So to open up the, the blog awards, Andy says hello to the ladies, and he launches in by asking them if they read the comments that are under their blogs. Like I said, the ladies at this time were required under contract. It was part of their job to weekly after each episode write a blog. 
And so Andy wants to know if they read the thousands of comments under each of their blogs. Ramona very quickly jumps in and says, no, she's afraid to read the comments, and rightfully so. And she tells the story about her blogs being so bad that she had to stop reading them. But of course, her daughter Avery kept reading them and would try to talk to her about them. And she was like, I don't want to know. It's so horrible. But she says, eventually, Mario and Avery were saying, okay, it's, they're getting better. They're getting better. And Ramona's like, okay, phew, we're, we're at a place where I, can, where I can take it. And then as expected, Andy asked Bethany, she says, yeah, of course, I read them. I read them, read them about once a week. I said in one of our previous episodes, you know, she's keeping up on what's going on, what the viewers are saying, what the media is saying. She's a smart businesswoman, and she knows how to play it. And Andy asks, was there anything that was incredibly hurtful? And she says, no, I've got thick skin. And then it's the Countess's turn. Luann says that she doesn't get much of a chance to read them, but she tries to get to them as best as she can. It seems like a little bit of a dig to Bethany. It was coming right on the heels of Bethany saying she does it once a week. And Luann's a bit like, yeah, I've, I've got better things to do, but I try. And then Luann mentions that she does like the the ability of the return blog to comment back at the viewers as they're mentioning things. And she says, overall, it's been a good experience. And I love she's totally setting herself up for her book class with the Countess. Get ready for it. It's coming, everybody. But she says, of course, a lot of girls are asking for her advice. You know, she's a Countess. It's so good. I love it. I'm skeptical, but I love it. And then, of course, Ramona jumps in. She's like, there's a return blog? And so then they have to explain that there's actually not a way to respond to the comments directly, but that you can then say stuff in your next week's blog to respond to anything that comes across in your comments. And I just thought all of this was so great. Not only was the internet and all of these blog concepts and interaction with others still a rather new concept for us. I know right now it seems crazy, but in 2007, 2008, this wasn't your average day. You weren't interacting with the internet like this on on the daily. And I just love that there wasn't even the ability to respond to the comments. It was, can you imagine them now allowing people just to say whatever they want and comment and no one can say anything back? It's so good. So then Andy turns and says, well, I know who responded the most to comments from viewers, Jill Zarin. Of course, the defensive can't let anything go, Jill Zarin. That's, of course, my addition. And Jill says, yes, she took her job very seriously. And she then explains that people, she gets a ton of comments, and that if people put their URL address or their email address in the comment themselves, that she could write back to them. And she felt that everyone who took the time to bother to write her a letter should get a response. And I thought that seemed a little bit of like a Bethany narrative, a bit, a little bit of knowing how to work the viewers, know how to work the media, the show, but I digress. So she goes on to explain that people write her and ask her questions. And sometimes they ask questions and then don't say how to get a hold of them. So she can't respond. So of course she explains, so please, if you're going to respond and you want me to respond, put your address and your name in the comment. But of course, she reminds us all that she's inundated with with comments and, and publicity and media right now, which I'm sure she was. I mean, she was Jill Zarin on the show, right? But she explains really the, the most time consuming part is the reading, not the writing, because some people write so much and she wants to read all of it, but it gets a little bit hard and she gets behind. <laughs> and then we get on to Alex, who says she definitely tries to read all of them. She probably hasn't gotten to every single last one. 
but that she is always appreciative of the comments that she receives. And she says she loves reading the stories that people choose to share about their lives. For example, she says she remembers one email or comment she received from someone called Dear Dadly, I think. And she says it was regarding how wonderful the relationship the lady had with her husband who had since passed. And those type of of comments really inspired her. And then, of course, not to be outdone, Jill then jumps in and says, oh, yes, I need to give out some give some shout outs. And she starts naming some people who are sick or who've been writing in and Thank you, Jill. She gets her she gets her her points in. So then Andy launches in and starts the blog awards. He starts in with Ramona and says, Ramona, starting with you, you can tell she's a little bit nervous. And he says, for the award, you get the award for the most comments about your hemlines. And he says, for that, here is a copy of Tim Gunn's Guide to Style. <laughs> and it's Tim Gunn's book. If you remember Tim Gunn, the Project Runway mentor, co-host. He teaches at the Parsons New School in um, Manhattan. And Ramona seemed to be expecting something worse. And then, of course, she's like, well, wait a second. She says, Bethany always wears short skirts. Why am I always the one taking the heat on this? And then Jill, because she just can't help but take a dig, has to jump in and says, well, of course, there's a bit of an age difference, Ramona. Like, duh. And Ramona's completely insulted because, of course, that's a low blow to Ramona of all people. And Ramona says, no, there's not. There's not that big of an age difference, Jill. And Jill gives the like, oh, yeah, there is Ramona. So, okay, two things here. First off, Jill's being a bit of a bitch, right? We, You don't need to say it, okay? Ramona, this is season one. Let's just be real. No one knows her age, and she really does look fantastic. To this day, she's 64 years old. She's like the ageless woman. It's It's amazing. So there was no need to say anything. Nobody, I don't think anybody watching the show would have thought there was a huge age difference between Bethany and Ramona. But Ramona was born in 1956. Bethany was born in 1970. There's a 14 year age gap. Okay. So although it might not look like it because Ramona looks so amazing, Jill isn't being totally dishonest by saying, no, of course there's an age difference, Ramona, regardless of the fact that it was a complete bitch move to bring it up. They're getting a little riled up about it. Andy jumps in. He's like, all right, moving on, moving on to the Countess. You get the award for most confusion about the title Countess. And for that, we're giving you a pretty, pretty princess kids playset. which if you don't remember pretty, pretty uh, princess, it was like a crown and dress. It was like a whole princess playset for kids. It's such a dig. But Luann takes it with a grain of salt, I gotta say. She says, oh, thank you, my love. But I don't really know what the confusion is. And Annie does come to her defense. He's like, she's a countess, get over it. But overall, she's a pretty good sport. Andy then moves on to the award for the most controversial tennis match in history. And it goes to Jill Zarin. And he gives her a little tennis ball set. It looks like it's like different colored tennis balls in a little set. And she, taking a cue from Bethany, goes, oh, I've got balls. Luann, of course, is a bit jealous from the Pretty Pretty Princess set. She's like, I want some of those. I'd actually use that. And Jill says, I'll share with you. And Ramona responds, well, what about me? I'm the other half to the controversy. And I got to say, she's right. She is the reason why Jill's getting the award or half of the reason. And Jill says, no, you were on the other team. Luann was on my team. And regardless, I, I haven't seen your award yet. Maybe you'll get some, too. And Ramona's like, hello, Jill. 
Are you so self-absorbed you don't remember? Just five minutes ago, I got the, the Tim Gunn book, remember? And Jill's like, all right, I'll give you some balls too. But you've got your own balls, Ramona, trying to be funny. But of course, at the end, she plugs herself. I'm a big sharer. I'm a big sharer. And then Andy says, okay, well, that leads me to you, Bethany. And he's so shady. You can tell he's almost a bit embarrassed because, again, I don't think today he would be embarrassed, but this is his first time having to be a bit shady to somebody's face. And he says, well, I think they gave you this award because they know you have thick skin because it is a little bit brutal. And Bethany's like, okay. And she's she's going with it at this point. He's like, all right, well, the award for what is reading it and goes, oh, man, it's it's dicey. She, at that point, she's kind of like, all right, just like give it to me. <laughs> he says, okay, the, the award for the most book suggestions to a blogger award with he's just not that into you. And for those of you who don't remember, he's just not that into you was a book that came out, which was really inspired by a Sex in the City moment of clarity for women of he's just not that into you. Stop making excuses. Well, oh, he didn't call me because he's busy. He didn't call you. No, he's just not that into you. He'd call you if he wants to be with you. So anyway, they give her a copy of that book. I'm sure it was on everybody's mind because at the time they were shooting the movie version of He's Just Not That Into You, which was released in February of 2009, remember? And it was packed with stars. But Bethany gets it. She's a good sport. Andy then follows up with a, are you a rules girl? And Bethany immediately scoffs and is like, no, no, I'm not. Which the rules, for those of you who don't remember that book either, was a relationship and dating book for women really about how to attract and marry a man. And it was originally published, I believe, in 1995. It was out of date to Bethany. In her mind, she immediately scoffs and says no. And I'm sure Andy was happy to leave it at that and escape from the shadiness. So from there, he moves on to Alex. And he says, Alex, you get the most criticism about a hairstyle award. And here is a round hairbrush as your prize. Which, of course, Jill's like, dang, that's a good hairbrush. I'm sure it was an expensive, nice one. (laughs) And they all joke that Alex probably actually got the nicest prize of all of them. But when I thought about it, I went, that's a pretty dick move because there was a lot of comments. There were a lot of comments at the time about her appearance. And what a shitty thing to do because of all of the things you could have given her an award for over the blogs. It was that. I don't know. I felt bad for Alex in that moment. So all of the ladies now have won their awards. They've got their fun little prizes. And Andy thanks them all for doing their blogs, writing them every week. And he tells everyone to keep the comments coming and to check the blogs about the reunion show at bravotv.com. Of course, a good plug. Never hurt anybody. And then we see Jill as they're wrapping up the show. She's asking Andy, well, will you let us continue to blog after the season is over? Because she noticed with the Orange County Housewives, they don't have the ability to write back after the season's over. It just ends. And I love this, too, because, again, it really is before all of the platforms that people have now to get their voice out. This was giving them a way to do it and get interaction with all of their viewers. And Jill was obviously wanting more of it, smart of her, and smart of her to say something to them because it's good marketing for Bravo. So Andy says, well, do you want to really be doing these blogs in the off season? She's like, yeah. And he's like, "Okay, well, anyone who wants to keep writing can. That's how it's going to be from now on. And Jill says, if you keep writing, we'll keep blogging. And then in a really strange move, I don't get this. 
But Andy says, you know who doesn't have control of BravoTV.com and our blogs? The Taliban. And Ramona's like, that's a strange comparison. And although it's not really a comparison, it, it is strange nonetheless. And so Andy says, no, what I just meant was it's free and you can do what you want on your blog. So yeah, we're going to open it up. You can do it off season. And then we see Luann, they're pulling, the camera's pulling back. They're clearly at the end. Everyone's getting up for the day. Luann says, thank you for my princess set, which I couldn't help but think of princess and my foreshadowing to Carol Radziwill. I don't know. I loved it. And then Jill says, now I have balls for everyone. She wants to be the Lucy. She's trying to be funny. And then, of course, Ramona's still on the defensive and says, and please notice everyone, you know, my hemline is very long today. My dress is not short. She's still pissed about it. (laughs) And then fade to black and the blog awards are over. Now, before we wrap up with season one of Roni, we've got an extra bonus feature. One of the other bonuses you get if you have the DVD of season one of Roni is the New York City Housewives rules, which I love because it's so fascinating. It really is mocking the housewives, I believe. And it seems as if they did it just to mock them because it's just seven rules. It's kind of a random number. It's not five or ten. Seven rules for a New York City housewife. All right, here we go. And of course, they've done this in typical season one fashion. Each rule is flashed up on the screen, just like they did with price flashing. We're getting rule flashing. And this extra bit of footage opens up with Jill in her famous voiceover where she's explaining that Manhattan society is a very small circle and entry is quite expensive. And we get just a touch of that footage that she explained in one of the podcasts that she was on was actually her test footage for the show where she's driving around getting all of the invitations to all of the parties. So we get her voiceover, we get the beginning of that, we get the first rule flash. Number one is make large philanthropical donations in your name. And we have the flashing in the background, the video of Jill talking about how it's expensive to have uh, to gain entry into society, high society in Manhattan, and that people donate money, you know, get hospital wings in their name. It's incredibly ironic and funny. Then we get rule flash number two, which is Summer in the Hamptons. And that gives us the famous Bethany voiceover where she's explaining to everyone what the Hamptons are and how it's really just a concentration of Manhattan wealth. Then we get rule flash number three, which is during fashion week, wear the designer's clothes to their show. We cut back to clips of Ramona and Jill at the Luca Luca show, which is probably a little bit of a slight to Jill because remember, she didn't have front row, but she wore a Luca Luca dress, so she stormed out. Then we get rule flash number four, which is staff should not address you by your first name, which is such a great dig to Luann, and it's well-deserved. And they show the clip of Luann explaining to Bethany when she introduces her to the driver Clever as Luann, then she's horrified. It's got to be like Mrs. De La Seps. They cut back to that clip. It's so good. Priceless season one Roni. Then we get rule flash number five, which is never wear the same outfit to any event twice. (laughs) Cut to Alex and Simon combing through the society pages. Remember after they went to the Met Gala? And we cut to Alex saying it's such a shame because she can't wear that dress anymore. And they really should start going to opera in Europe. 
Then we get rule flash number six, which is husbands get limited information. And we cut to Jill and Bobby, where Jill was in the Hamptons explaining to Bobby the cost of the private plane and Allie's detox center. And we see a great cut of Bobby. It really is sweet where he says, I'm on a need to know basis. If I need to know, she tells me. Classic Bobby's Aaron. Bobby. Then finally, we end with rule number seven, which is bring gay husband when clothes shopping. We've got the old clip of the Ginny Hilfiger trunk show with Bethany and Jill and Brad, where Brad is just going off the hook, bossing Jill around in a horrible outfit, nonetheless, saying that he's got to pick all of Jill's outfits out for her. Again, a bit of a dig. And then that's the end of the New York City Housewives rules. Seven random rules that really were production's way, I think, of just digging at these ladies. It's so funny. It's a great piece of season one's DVD. Well, everyone, that does it, if you can believe it, for our deep dive into season one of Roni. But don't shed a tear, because that simply means that next week we are starting in on season two, which I've been so waiting for, because this is when things get going. Season three is when things get off the hook interesting. And to quote Bethany, I feel like the train has left the station. And now we're getting going. So please let us know what you thought of our deep dive into Roni season one. And join us next week as we start our deep dive into Real Housewives of New York City season two. And as always, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Deep Fix Podcast. And follow and subscribe to us. Five stars is the appropriate level of stars on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and most other places you get your podcasts. See y'all next time.